And away we go. It is the BCJ podcast. Mixed in with a little bit of nightcap. Brought to you by the Holy Grail. Mixed in with a little galactic fried chicken. Right here on BearcatJournal.com. As always, it is football season. It is basketball season. If you are down at the banks, stop by and visit our good friends, our partners at the Holy Grail. They will get you taken care of. Some ice cold Cincy Light. Remember, every Cincy Light you buy from the Holy Grail, an additional 50 cents from your purchase will be donated into the Cincy Reigns Fund. So make sure you are supporting those that are not only supporting us, but are supporting the Bearcats and the Bearcats student athletes, our good friends at the Holy Grail. And you know the deal on Galactic Fried Chicken. Tell them to pump it up. Down in Dayton, Kentucky, save yourself 15%. Uh, I believe they'll be back in business on Saturday. So taking the holiday, taking a couple days off for Thanksgiving as uh, as they should. Well, Aaron, I just have one question. Did you have fun tonight? Tonight was fun. Tonight was... <laughs> well, I mean, I think that anybody who would watch both games back-to-back would agree that this team tonight moved off the ball much better than they did a couple nights ago. Yeah. Sorry, there's been some rearranging in my house and there was stuff in my shot that my All good. I mean, OCD I'm, was I'm not even home, so <laughs> I don't I don't love this background compared to my right. normal background. Right. Um it was it was a blast. It was uh uh, Dave after dark basketball version. So Dave is going to be joining us uh, here in a little bit. And I believe he has been out to dinner and uh, enjoying beverages with his friends. So I don't know what level of uh, Dave after dark we're going to get, but I assume it will be some level of Dave after dark that will be joining us uh, here in a little while. But because Dave was out, I'm going to assume he didn't have a chance to watch the basketball game. And since Aaron did watch the basketball game, uh, we're going to talk about the basketball game uh, with Aaron first. And then we'll we'll take a look at Kansas a little bit and and all that good stuff. But uh, I don't even uh, – first off, man, is he's Bandaga, Bandago. It's Bandago, I think. that's. I waited till tonight to hear the official pronunciation over the loudspeaker. Uh, Aziz Bandago. So, not band, uh, not Bandiago. Bandago. Band, okay. ban day go. I'm, look, like, I'm guilty. I'll put my hand up. I'm guilty of Bandiago. I yeah, I've said Multiple Bandago. Times. Yeah, band day go. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he made his debut tonight, and uh, Aaron, I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here that yes, might be controversial. He is good at basketball. That's what I've heard. He he does good basketball things. The the thing the basketball things that he does are pretty damn good. Uh, he didn't play a ton tonight. Uh, he officially logged uh, da, 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 twenty one minutes. In those twenty one minutes, he had eight points. He was three of four from the floor. Is two of three from the free throw line. He grabbed nine rebounds. Like it didn't. Did it? Did that feel like a guy that had nine rebounds? Yeah, I think it did actually. Okay, and uh, just from the they way just that were I... easy is kind of what I was getting at. Like 
it didn't it didn't seem like a lot of hard work like all of a sudden he just had nine rebounds <laughs> i think we all had our eye on him so for me it yeah. was not a surprise that he had nine um it was i don't know i mean he he was the focus of everyone tonight uh, including georgia tech i think um and, and i'm <laughs> i'm happy truthfully i'm happy that they eased him in to this team the yeah. way that they did uh, everybody at this point, you're 4-0. Everyone has earned their time. They've they've earned their stripes, if you will. Um, and I don't think you just needed to inject a guy who had not yet seen, as Wes put, competitive basketball this season yet uh, while the other guys have logged four games and just put him where he's going to be in a month. I, I don't think that's where you wanted to be with the team. I don't think that's where you wanted to be with Aziz. And I think that they did a very good job, as tempting as it may have been, to log him 25, 30 minutes in this game to try and play catch up. Uh, I, I think that this was the right move on all counts. So he comes in, and immediately you see the shot blocking. And I loved the the angle that they showed on TV wasn't as good as like the side angle where they showed him kind of stalking the the backside of the play like a a lion getting ready to to leap on its prey and i mean it was a volleyball spike like he was up near the top of the square and just spanked it into the crowd well i it was i guess good. i guess the thing that i'm most excited about tonight is the stuff that is not going to actually show up on the stat sheet and that's all of the shots that he altered that whether it showed up as a block yeah. or or not is that's the thing to be probably most excited about for me is just how much did you change what oh. this team could do in and around after that feet. first block shot Georgia Game Tech over. had no interest nope they had no interest in going well, at the rim I, it was Go Marty Gilliard's ghost who who caught the shot where you're you're shooting it at one of these silo trajectories it, it looked like yeah. something that no shot that's going in outside of being a trick shot uh it was his hand that hit the net uh but his head would have hit the the top of the square almost <laughs> um but yeah it's it's it, I, I think there were two or three times keegan and i sit next to each other at games where it was like that would have been a layup easily in the first four games and and georgia tech's guys just going uh-uh I'm not going in there. Like I'm not. I'm not trying that shit. I'm getting out of here. Um, hi, Dave. Hello. How are you? Oh, wonderful. How are you guys? Are you Are you lubed up? No, no. We We just drove home like an hour. So. Okay. Hour or more. Well, you didn't no. drive. No, I uh, was riding shotgun. had a Had a wonderful dinner. Any of our uh, any, any of our Dayton fans highly recommend uh, Sueño in in downtown Dayton. Nice uh, Mexican spot had a lovely lamb birria. It was a uh, place was was very good. Very good. Um, I take it you didn't get to watch the game. Did not see one second. Tried okay. to uh, check my phone. Uh, saw that it was, you know, a fairly 
close first half. I think the Bearcats were pretty much in control from the jump. Um, or maybe not from the very, very beginning, but from what from whatever I saw, they were they had a a, a lead. And then uh I uh checked it in the second half and saw that they were up 30 35 to 6 and uh said well I'm I'm going to probably have to watch the second half at some point maybe tonight or tomorrow so seems like it was a, a fun game to go to Dave all you need, and and here's the the craziest part of this thing and uh I think what we should do here since Aaron and I watched it is is Aaron and I will discuss and if you have questions you can interject uh, so we can we can walk you through what you might have seen or missed, but at 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 one point they went on a thirty to two run in six and a half minutes. I went. I don't know that I've ever seen a Cincinnati basketball team score thirty points in six and a half minutes. Chad, we we saw how many halves where they didn't score thirty points, let alone <laughs> six minutes. Yeah, like yeah, like that is uh, that's productive efficient whatever adjective you want to use it was i mean it was Fun. and it was it was offense and defense was the thing that impressed me about it aaron it wasn't just that they got hot offensively it's it was just stop stop steal stop 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 like wow. grind out grind it out and then go right down the floor and get a bucket for me it was also just how hyped the bench was from the very last guy on the bench, which I believe is what's his name, Mong, um, yeah. the 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 walk on, um, but Landon from, Long from the very yeah from him all the way through through Ray through CJ Anthony all, like all those guys like they're they're just bouncing and hyped and throwing towels and the stuff that you normally see, I guess on the football sideline, not so much on the basketball sideline, and they're just jumping around having the best time of their life. And some of these guys aren't even logging minutes, but just Bob. Every- Bob was like the get back coach. He's <laughs> <laughs> like keep it, keeping everybody off the floor. It was just I, I don't know that I can't remember a time that I've seen the bench that hyped up where they're just everything was falling, everything coming up, coming up cherries. It, it was great. Bearcats, everything yeah. was coming up. Bearcats, Aaron. Sure. Threes, threes all day. And I'm not a three guy, and this game is even fun to watch. I, I'd much rather pound around down low and dunk. But yeah, Dave, at um at the 17 minute 17 minutes and 21 seconds left in the first half, uh Georgia Tech made a an and one, and it was 40 48 to 35. 17 minutes and 21 seconds, right? And at the 10 minute 56 second mark, it was 78 to 37. <laughs> that's uh it's good. It's good. I'm well aware I mean, of the dinosaur take, but I still I still love dunks more than I love threes. Threes aren't fun. They're just all right, it's a three. I get the, it. The extra point is important. Here. I'm sure, you but know? it's not it's nowhere near as fun as watching a guy throw a dunk down on another guy's face. So you had eleven guys score. Yep. Vic was. I was going to uh, go through. I was going to go through real quick. Uh, just the thirty points, how they were scored. Uh, a layup by Aziz, and he gets fouled and makes the free throw. Two free throws by C.J. Anthony. Um, 
Day Day hits a step back. CJ hits a three. Vic hits a three. CJ hits a three. Uh, have, CJ have, hits a you three. To, you have to clarify which CJ because you've already mentioned CJ Fred, Anthony. Frederick. Okay. Yeah, Frederick. Um, then Dan Skillings with the offensive rebound layup. Dan Skillings with the driving layup. Free throw by Dan. Free throw by Dan. Three by Jizzle. Uh, and then two free throws by John Newman. Mm. They did all that in six minutes. <laughs> it's good. It is good. Uh, Aaron, Aaron will hit you with the dinosaur takes. He loves dinosaur <laughs> takes. I don't care. <laughs> that's the thing. Like that's how I feel. And and that, if people want to watch Steph Curry ball, that's fine. Like I'm not opposed to it, but I, I would much rather see the clutch three as opposed to just spraying threes. And I I like dunks. Don't be mad because I like dunks. So uh, for me, what what was what was so uh vivid about this game what'll stick out in my mind is is right after he checks in he gets the block and then he goes in pick and roll with CMOS and the defense is kind of half and half like you can tell they're they're they know they should stay with the shooter but they know you know what the scouting report is on Aziz and CMOS hits him for a lob and then um a minute later, Stimos again pick and roll with Aziz, and the defense goes with Aziz and leaves Stimos for just a wide open, easy look from three. And that is, uh, I said Monday night, like when you know everybody talked about, and, and rightfully so, the effect that having Aziz has on uh, on Vic and Odie, and the effect that having him has on the point guards because it gives them space. But my number one was was CMOS and CJ because it just opens up the floor so much for those guys, and especially CMOS in that pick and roll where teams have to decide, like, do we go under and try to stop the roll uh, or or do we fight over and let him just, just feast at the rim? And Georgia Tech was caught halfway multiple well, how, times. How did they... Because, you know, a point on top of the how they do the pick and roll is I don't know how much paint, like pure paint touches he got. But, like, with him and now Vic, like, it's going to be interesting to see do teams hard double? Right. That's or, what I'm or saying. They, like it, or are they scared to... of the, the quick the quick pass out if they do that? Or if they don't, then it's one-on-one with a, a dude that can – can easily, you know, elevate above what they probably have and and go that way. So Vic did not attempt a two tonight, Dave. Well, I saw it was five for six from three. Those are the only shots he took. He did not attempt a two tonight. Um, <laughs> he and, smiled more. To, he smiled more tonight than I've ever seen him smile in a game. I think. Well, it's what we talked about and why we saw frustration out of him in the first couple games is because this is what he's worked on is he's worked on being that, like, pick and pop. Like, <laughs> the defense is going to leave him standing wide open. Uh, I'm getting destroyed in the comments. You're getting crushed. It's great. I love it. Um, the, the defense is going to leave him standing wide open at the top of the key. And when they do, 
he is going to knock down rhythm step in three point shots because he's he's very comfortable doing it now. Now from the wing, I'm a little less giddy about him trying those, <laughs> but straight away, wide open, like take every one of those you can get, Vic. Um, and once you see a couple of them go in, boy, he was like, "I." Right. So then he started taking a couple contested ones, and those are still going in. Uh, but he even said at the end of the game, I probably shouldn't have taken that last one. It wasn't a good one. It was from the wing. It was contested. But when you're five for five, but you, you gotta, you just, you're going to let one fly. But you got to know, you got to know that you're due and you need to stop. So you can say that you shot five for five from three. No, yeah, but at that point I, they were up 30 something at that point. So I'd rather you know. still just be able to be like, I was perfect instead of I yeah. was five for six. <laughs> He was a bit mad. I think he was a bit mad at himself for that. Because, like, let's be real. He, you know, that's that's flirting with uh, the, the the laws of averages there. Yeah. Um, but all in all, man. How I mean, how I saw how I saw my my favorite player's streak of double digit points ended tonight, maybe because of a one for seven night from three. But how how did my guy do? And he was fine. He had a really good had a really good game um i you know i it it was so spread out and there were so many guys playing well that you know yeah he scored 90 and the leading score has 15 so it's pretty hard to do that if everybody's not you know pitching in a a little bit aziz with eight cmos with eight uh jizzle with eight uh Odie with six, Dan with six, Lockin with 15, Newman with 12, CJ with 11, Dayday with nine. Um, and and Dayday, like a lot of those looks, Dave, were, were clean shots that he has oh, hit. Yeah. Um, have, you, have you checked on Berg to make sure his head is still intact and it hasn't? We need to exploded. hear, we're gonna have to hear from Berg soon. Like, I just want to like, make sure I that he's okay, right? Like, he, he hasn't just <laughs> he's not in just. An exploded stump of a neck, just <laughs> because his head actually—he's—you know what he head. is right now. You know what he creamy. is right now. Creamy. He's creamed. He, he, well, he's the Randy Marsh. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Look, if if you want a team that's fun to watch, and I was saying this to Aaron earlier, Dave, and I'm interested in in your thought on this. I know you didn't see it tonight, but you've you've watched the majority of the minutes that this team has played. I can't remember how far back I have to go where there hasn't been times during a game where just because of substitutions or whatever, that there's like a roster on the floor for two or three minutes that you're like, I don't care for this one. Well, I think it's a little bit about what you and I talked about. You, you have enough guys right now that, kind of whoever you put out there the ball's just not you're not going to get stuck you're not going to get stuck in a in a lineup that you know where the offense gets bogged down or you're not sure who the guy that needs to be taking the shot in or the opposite everybody knows who the guy who needs to be taking the shot is and so it's much easier to defend and you're just not seeing those. Sure, there's going like the first half against the NKU. I thought there were a couple parts, but like 
you're just not seeing those stretches where you're like, who, like, if this one guy isn't getting buckets, like, we're not scoring. Right. Or, right. you know. What did we say last year? Like, if, if Landers and, and DeJulius weren't having 17-point nights each, this team was pretty doomed. Like, it was it was an uphill climb to win a game. Or even and if you I have a, a bad segment, it's not 12-4. It's 12-7 or 12-8. Right. And you're you're only down a couple or you're still up a couple. It doesn't change the momentum of the game in one four-minute period because you just kind of get stuck with a lineup that's not – the, the scoring lineup. Like, I don't think they have a scoring lineup right now. They have <laughs> just a bunch of guys that are playing well and they're feed, feeding off of each other. And you can have one segment where multiple guys are like the scoring lineup. Right. Well, I mean, even if you go like, you know, Day Day or Jizzle and John Newman and, and Aziz or Odie or whatever, where – by our standards, that's like your defensive, you know, you've got uh, pressure at the point guard. You've got, you know, John Newman on the wing playing great defense. And then you have an, an active big down low. You're not sacrificing offense. No, because like, you could you're not create give, offense with that lineup. Right. And it, that had, that just hasn't been the case. Because when they've gone to a defensive first lineup or like these are our top three defenders, we're going to put them on the floor. Like you looked out there and you said, how how is this unit going to score? I understand that this unit is out there to play defense, but how is this unit going to score? And you're not seeing that with this group. Now, are there going to be stretches in the Big 12? Like, did you see the, the where they're at in Ken Palm now, Dave? Uh, what are they like? Top 40, but that's good for ninth in the conference. They're 35 and still yeah. ninth in the conference. Yeah. But that's I what mean, we want. Like, that's right. That's, that's what we want well, because, like, I prefer if they were 35th and they were maybe seventh in the conference. But I'm just mean, like, <laughs> what, it, what it means, but to me, that's what it means is like every win in the conference will have value. So yeah. like, well, so even if you have a week where you, you know, remember what we talk, we always talk about with the big East, you're, you're seven days away from a three game losing streak. Okay. Yes, that is true. But you're also seven days away. You win two in a row. Like those are two going to be two really good wins. Uh, it, it, this is, this is what I've, I, I started to talk about a little bit on Monday, Dave. And Aaron, chime in on this too. Um, Jizzle Simas, Dan Skillings, and Aziz came off the bench today. Uh, and and Josh, let's add Josh Reed is five because right now they're they're basically playing a, a ten man rotation. Um, how many years has there been a starting lineup better than that? The last three, four. Well, no. No. <laughs> what do you mean? It's not like, like close to that. I'm saying that four with Josh Reed would compete with the starting lineup for this team 
oh, over yeah. the past three years, yes, four years. Sure. I, I like, like, especially and I, there, there's two years I know for sure. Brandon's last year and Wes's first year. This that I would take that, that yeah. five that second eleven be, times yeah. out of ten. Yeah, I mean, I I know things can still change, and and you know, I I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised as as things go on, Aziz works his way into the into the starting lineup. But the thing that gets my attention when I just see that is what usually, you know, when you bring in your subs, you're usually bringing in, you know, guys to spell starters. Right. Not starters. That, but I'm just looking at that as like, right. You're bringing, you're bringing starters off the bench. Well, you're bringing, yes, but you're bringing three of the most athletic guys on the team. Yeah. So and maybe your best all around player in CMOS. So when the other team is subbing out their starters for their reserves, you're subbing out your starters for your best more starters, more starters. You're subbing out your starters for more starters, but just from an <laughs> athletic standpoint, it's like we can do something like, let's turn it up. Let's run now with these guys. Because yeah. they're fresh and athletic, more athletic than even some of the start, like the starters are. So you have this like bigger gap potentially with those guys with who they're going to be playing against on the floor to kind yeah. of take leads, hopefully take leads and stretch them out. When typically, I mean, even the best teams, when you sub, you're just trying to maintain. Especially yeah. if Skillings is your sixth guy off the bench, like your sixth man. That dude is a ball of energy. He's going to give you everything he has. Like I play. think Wes could potentially throw different dynamics at a team with these guys that he that he wouldn't do with the starters. And sure. you could stretch out things versus most teams are just trying to maintain while their top-line guys catch a little bit of a break. Well, it it, it – leads to things and Aziz wasn't part of this on Sunday but it leads to things like you saw at the end of the first half against NKU where I think they had their depth had NKU worn down a little bit and NKU makes a couple mistakes yeah what's his name didn't did he come out the entire game I mean maybe at the end when it was a, a blowout but their 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 best Sam Vincent or whatever I mean he yeah. I don't think he came out the first half right so you get to the end of the half um, and boom, 12 to two run. And yeah. Um, Aaron, what else, what else do you have on the game? I don't, I don't want to have you just sit there. It's like, fine. You know, I mean, I was, I was going to let you guys have your show. I mean, it, it's your show. And then that's fine. I know, but you watched the game. Dave didn't watch the game. So I like, I'm getting like, I want your, your input on the game before we move on because there's value in it. You watch the game. Yeah. Um, just, Point guard play continues to be a thing of, of beauty. They they set the tone for this game, and they continue to do so. Having rim protection was something that was established very early in this game, as we saw that continue. And even, even Vic got in later in the game. I, I feel like he was maybe playing inspired ball with the way that Aziz was, was playing. Um, you saw him have a, a block, I guess, midway through the second half, where he just kind of chuckled about it. Um, as the guy tried to reverse his his path to the hoop, and it didn't really work out for him as as Vic got a a, a nice block there. Um, 
I was happy to see CMOS start to shoot the ball with what looked like better confidence than I think that he's had maybe this season. Um, people have said already, and, and Todd just mentioned it here, transition ball was amazing tonight. There was nothing offensively or defensively that I, I had any complaint with in the way that they, they ran transition ball. Uh, I don't know. It was we, – we talk about – the, the football team in their most recent win, they played complimentary football. I, I think this is about as close as you can come to complimentary basketball. There wasn't anything that I can really fault them on. They, they did everything the way that you want to see. Yeah. I mean, like Aaron, how many times have we watched this Cincinnati program, like go, like start running a fast break and you're just kind of like, Oh boy, I hope they, I hope they get two on this one. Well, and there was one – I almost felt that way. In the first half, Dan breaks away, and I, I think John had fed him the uh, the, the, the pass the, the, that led to the fast break, and he ended up getting fouled. But I was like, I, you're going – it was almost two-on-one and not in Cincinnati's favor. It was two defenders on Dan, and he still managed to get to the hoop. And it, it didn't go in, but – I, he got to the line, and I think in that type of situation, that's all you can ask for. He, he didn't show any slow, and he went strong to the hoop. And in past iterations of this team, especially the last three, four seasons, I don't know that depending on who's got the ball, I, I, in those types of situations, I don't expect it to come out that way. Well, it's, it's certainly not all in the point guards, but I feel like, you know, and, and Chad, I think you talked about this. Wes talked about this. This team is, for the first time in a long time, and this can even go back to the Mick days, I think there were teams that struggled. Like, this team is appears to be a very good passing team. Yeah. Um, it helps had, having guys that are good at passing. They had 13 turnovers <laughs> in the second game, and they haven't had any more than eight in any of the other games. I mean, they had six tonight. In a, in a game that, you know, they got a lot of opportunities, so there's more opportunities for, for turnovers. Um, I mean, if you can if you can play like this, keep your turnovers under 10, they have a they have a three, I want to say at least two to one, maybe a three to one assist to turnover ratio right now. Um, you know, you have guys are gonna make baskets and you're not giving the ball to the other team. They're gonna they're gonna be tough to beat. I mean, their two point or their three point percentage defense is already at a high level. I mean, like that's only going to either stay where it is or get better with Aziz because like teams are gonna be less willing to come inside. Their two point percentage defense is gonna get better, and teams are probably gonna be shooting more shots outside the paint than they had in the first four games. And Dave, with defenders that aren't afraid that they have to get back and be in, you know, perfect right. help position, they can close out hard on standing there, hard on threes because they yeah. have some some a backstop now. He's such a freak. He's such a freak. It's so wild seeing somebody that looks like that, like that size and that length, be that. Yeah, I mean, they were um, they were already defending skill. three pretty well without that back there. I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's Dave, just I'm, like, I'm it's like you know, in, in football, when you have a great defensive line, 
your corners and safeties can take more chances because, right? you know, or vice versa. If you have great DBs, you can do more stuff because you're not worried about, you know, what's going to happen if, if we don't get there. So they can close out harder on threes because they're not worried about if I don't do a good job and the guy goes around me, it's a, it's a layup. That's like, that's well, not going to be the case. But my point, Dave, is, is a little even deeper than that. They don't, they're not going to have to close out hard because they're not going to have to leave. Right. They're, they're, they're not going to have to, to be 12 feet away. Right. Um, it, to make sure that they're in proper help position. Right. Like two passes away, back, backside help, you know, one foot in the paint type stuff. Like they don't need to help that much right. anymore. Right. Like it, you're just going to be able to, okay, I've tagged my man. I can be like, I'm still in help position, but I'm eight feet away from him instead of 12. Right. So as that second pass comes now, all of a sudden I'm not sprinting and putting myself in bad position. I'm just there. And now guess what? That guy's going to be less, he's not going to catch in rhythm and try to shoot on you because the guy is there. Like, mm -hmm. you know what we're not talking about? How about the four times tonight that Georgia tech didn't, wasn't even close Aaron to getting a shot off at the end of the shot clock. Like yeah. the shot clock just expired in the middle of their offense. You never see that. And they, there were two in the first half that were really close together. Um, but yeah, that's, I think, uh, just a, again, when I talk about this team playing complimentary basketball, I mean, again, what did they, where, where are you trying to find? I'm sure Wes is going to find plenty of things that this team can do better. Sure. There's a lot they still can improve on. Like this is, they're not playing their best basketball yet, but. Which is crazy because you're putting up 90 and you're blowing teams out. And I know that it's against. Georgia Tech's not, not good. They're like, they're not they're not at the Big Twelve level. I get that, but yeah, Georgia Tech is like one sixty something in Ken Palm. Like it's not a good Georgia Tech team. Now they did have they had a really talented freshman that made his debut tonight, uh, who looked good and is going to be a good player for them. He also had seven turnovers in like twenty one minutes. <laughs> that'll hurt. That'll hurt. <laughs> I, I, but I think that's again just a hat tip to the way that. Dede and Jizzle have been playing in that those are things that we're not talking about seeing out of these guys who had not seen a division one minute prior to this season. Like well, and yeah, it could the be that is, it, though, we could be going through that and we're not right. 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 The thing is, Dave, what are, what are, what is, what is always the number one precursor to teams that win in the NCAA tournament? There's one thing that, that, denotes the ability to be a great team in the in in march score no that that's part of it but it's the teams that have both right it's the teams that not only score and and do so efficiently but also defend and do so efficiently like there you know i think the shabazz yukon team is like the one outlier uh of national champions and i'm not saying this is a national championship team or a national championship contender. I'm not stupid. Don't cut it up and, and try to make it say something I'm not. What That's I'm exactly saying is what you're saying. The teams that have success do so on the back of being efficient at both. And there is potential 
for this team as they continue to grow to be very good and very efficient on both ends of the floor. And I think that's why people are excited because it's not a team that is scoring 90, uh, but giving up, you know, 87. And it's not a team that's, you know, holding teams to 54 like they did today, but only scoring 63. So that's what I think is getting people excited is that there, there does look to be potential potential as they grow to be a team that is good at both ends of the floor. And that's winning basketball. For sure. We just haven't seen it a lot. What are you looking at? <laughs> Ken Pong. Oh, okay. You're, you're researching stats. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, I mean, Dave, they were 1.3, 1.29 points per possession on offense for the game. You look at the second half and you're like, holy crap, right? 1.212 points per possession in the first half. And in the second half, 1.4. Georgia Tech, 0.783 points per possession in the game. 0.97 in the first half. 0.647 in the second half. I mean, that's what? Two straight games where they've been over a point per possession in both halves? Well over, right? I, I uh, Over 1.2, I think. Because I think at Northern, they were 1.2 in the first half, right, Aaron? I think that was part of the argument I used against your uh, uh, Ebenezer Scroogeism. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't tell you because generally when you try to argue a point that I'm making, I usually tune you out. I think they were 1.2 and 1.5 in the second half against Northern. Um, and then tonight, 1.2 and 1.4. So... If you're going to continuously put up 1.2 points per possession, 1.3 points per possession in a game and, and hold teams under one or around one, that's how you win a lot of, a lot of basketball games. Yeah. Uh, G Offrey says uh, we're going to be Howard by like 30. Yeah. Uh, Howard's actually, I think Howard's at probably as good or maybe right. They're right in the, the Georgia Tech range and first road game. I always, you know, with a with a fairly new team, I worry about what they look like on their first uh, <laughs> first road game. But you you saw how we're gonna have to watch this game, right? Yeah, at, at uh, we're gonna have to watch this game at Rheingeist. <laughs> if well, they're able to get it, on what, their are, computer. what are what are the viewing options? For there's only one. Uh, there's only one option. Howard, Howard TV. Howard has their own TV station. They have they have a live stream. So internet, internet yeah. TV. All right. We're gonna we're gonna watch it at Rheingeist, uh, drinking Cincy Lights, uh, for the one year anniversary of the launch of Cincy Light at Rheingeist. How, Howard is currently two and four and two thirty five in Ken Palm. Okay. Well, I thought they were a little better Ken Palm wise. Might have been before but, that fourth loss. They uh, they're over two hundred in both adjusted offense and defense, but sixty sixth in tempo. So they play fast because they stink. 
at least they they have internet. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. This this could very well end up in a Northern Kentucky situation. Well, is this a Tulane Northern Kentucky type of situation? So so at least in Northern Kentucky's defense, and I know that's what Geoff's taking a shot at. uh, They just the whole campus lost internet. It had nothing to do with like the basketball game. What what the fear has to be is Howard T Howard TV or whatever the hell it is ready for 10,000 Cincinnati fans. Well, as, as, Ron, as Ron Burgundy once said in regards to Northern Kentucky, I don't believe you. No, I, I was, I was there. They did I not understand. have any internet on the whole campus. It did, Look, but that if, was, if, it happened before the game. So it wasn't was, a matter of like, if I was NKU, Sid, I would have said the same exact if, thing. If as only well. they had Alta Fiber at that time. <laughs> I've seen that commercial. <laughs> it was out. Trust me when I say this. It was out before the game because we were pissed before the game. Like I can't get online. What the hell is happening? I'm trying. I, I work in a content factory, and you shut down the content factory before the run game starts. Run a hot spot, bro. I, we tried. The WLW did the game that Dan and Terry were doing. Oh, I know. Passing from, a phone to from each a other. submarine. He <laughs> uh, said, I'm sure their school has a bigger budget than NKU, so let's hope. <laughs> Wish I was anywhere yeah. else. <laughs> Thrifty Walrus makes the best point of the night. The internet going out was a godsend in retrospect. Yeah, I wish the internet would have stayed out the entire fucking game, and then we could have just pretended like it never happened. Nobody saw it. Can't burn the tape if it doesn't exist. (laughs) Right. There's no tape. It was a super secret scrimmage. (laughs) (laughs) They played everybody. NKU played their main guys. Shit happens, you know? All right, Aaron. I, Dave and I will get to it now, but I appreciate you uh, carrying us through the first the first segment of this podcast. You want you want to timestamp it? <laughs> uh, I, let's see if Dave and I have anything else to get to, and then we'll maybe we will. Or we'll, I'll be we'll I'll be in that. and out. So if I if you I will leave the camera on so you can see in the in the corner whether here. you're in or whether you're yeah. out. So. Okay. If you want to go ahead and just timestamp it, you can timestamp it. And then we'll 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 go from there. Just with family here and what have you. you know. No, it's all good. It's all the right. holidays. I ain't mad at you, bro. All right. It's all good. Um David just it's fun. Like it's fun yeah. again. Like I'm 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 having a good time watching this team play basketball because they they play a fun style. They <laughs> They don't look like they have a lot of things to like. We're gonna nitpick as we go through this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you up. I'm gonna need your eyes up. I'm gonna need your eyes. I'm, up. I'm, I'm like, listening. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you. <laughs> it's a bad visual, Dave. When would you just come on? Help Nobody's me. Nobody's watching to look at me. Yeah, but come on. Um, it, it's. We're gonna nitpick. We're gonna find things. There, there are gonna be games that they don't play well. We're gonna talk about the things that they don't do well in those games. But I don't look at this team with like glaring weaknesses. And and we've been stuck over the past 
handful of basketball seasons talking about these are the glaring weaknesses and this is why these teams are limited. I, I don't see those glaring weaknesses right now. No, I don't I don't uh, either. I mean they there's going, you know, when the competition gets better, that will expose certain certain things, but like there's not a lot that you can sit here right now and just go this is going to be a problem no matter who they play. Right. Unless XYZ changes and we're not sure that they're capable of changing it. Like we've talked about various elements in what was it back. last year? It was this team does not have anybody that can consistently get in the lane and break down a defense. And that was not going to change. It, it didn't matter how many times we said it or how many times people told us, like, you're making excuses or you're, you're, you're state news, blah, 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 blah. Like, the, the, the reality was that team did not have anybody that could break down a defense and, and really cause those issues. And I, I just I'm not finding that thing yet. I think they're they're very good at rebounding. I think they have a chance to be really good defensively. I think they can be good offensively in a in a in a variety of different ways. I think they got a bunch of guys that can shoot the shit out of it. Like, I don't know. Am I what is there anything you see from what you've watched that you think, you know, maybe this is gonna be where teams are able to consistently exploit them. I mean, right now it, it's it's hard to to truly uh, find something like that because you know, like we said, the different lineups will present different positives and negatives, but like and different teams will present. Yeah, you're not you stuck. Know. You're just not stuck right now in in. Um, in losing situations for very long. Right. You know, the things that will get this team will get 99% of teams on a given night. Like, sure. You know, you're cold from three. Or... You're not going to make 13 threes, you know, the, a week after you made 20. You're going to go get, you know, you're going to go a week where you, shoot 25% instead of 35%. Um, so it's just, but but it's impossible to, to really point to a specific thing and say that that thing is going to catch up with them right. at some point. Like, well, you know. I, I, I think this is a good way to put it, Dave. Like, I don't feel like there's anything they need to mask. I don't, I don't feel like there's anything like, okay, they're going to have to figure out how to hide this deficiency. Yeah, it's not like you're, you know, we're talking about some things that I've talked about in the past with like, you know, from an athlete standpoint where you're like, maybe we have to play zone because we're just not able to match up on the perimeter with your more traditional wings. Or maybe right. we have to do this because you know, our bigs aren't really a threat offensively, which we've seen in the past. Um, I just don't, like, right now, there's not, 
there's not a there's not an element that is outside of a well we just had a bad shooting week or guys got hurt or guys got in foul trouble like those are things you that has nothing to do with like the raw like the roster itself or the the makeup of the roster that's more of just like a game in game out type thing well and g off uh says i'd like to see a little more paint presence offensively but if they're gonna shoot threes like that I, i also can't complain well here's the thing g off jeffrey g off um what happens if jameel gets eligible and that's what he is he is a guy you throw the ball to on the low block duck in seal throw it to him bucket then then it becomes real fun um but I I still, say, like, I, as the roster is right now i mean and that's what that's the point you're making with jameel is like they don't have that guy so i'm not right. sure like wanting more paint touches who's getting the paint touches who are you running sets for to to do that with yeah i mean i think aziz has some of that in him right but i mean like he's, he's played whatever 20 minutes or whatever you know whatever right, he played, so let me uh, those two guys have some of that in them but it's not who they are i think that's what you're getting at right like yes vic can do it but like where i don't think that's where he's best or else he would have done that a lot more last year and we saw what what that was like when they because of the situation offensively last year they probably forced him to do that more right and I'm, i don't think that that's his game i think he's okay at it like i think right. he's got he's got soft but it's not vic is not that's not option a for him Right. Vic is not turn, spin, duck in, seal, put his hand up, get the ball, go get a bucket. Like, that's not – you're not running sets like that for Vic because while he can do it and it's a it's a good change of pace for him, it's not who Vic is. It's who Jameel is. Yeah. Um, if they can get him eligible, one, one, if they can get him eligible, I don't know how – like it's 11 11 is is really hard uh it's probably terrible news for maybe a josh reed in, in that situation who i think again you guys know i'm a huge josh reed guy i think he impacts winning in a lot of ways but uh we'll see i i you know I, i'm not hinting at anything i'm just saying if they were to get jameel eligible that's where that piece comes in of that guy that can can literally just power down the lane Spin move, hand up, throw me the ball. Got it. Okay, bucket. Let's go back down. Yeah, I mean, he, he's your he's your space eater. You know, back to the basket, old school, right? Power power player. He's an aircraft carrier. Like he is a giant human. If you have seen him, he is a giant human. And I and I think Thrifty Walrus is is fair here. Um. The, the only thing that scares him is weathering an injury at point guard if Day-Day or Jizzle pick up a, something that keeps him out for a week or two. Uh, but, yeah, if that's your worry, things are good. You know what our worry was three weeks ago? We haven't had a point guard that's dribbled a basketball in a Division One game. The point guards might suck. <laughs> now it's 
if we lose one, we might be in trouble. I'll take that. I'll take that trade off. Yeah, I mean that's a. I mean, I guess I look at it as like, show me all the teams that have three viable point guards. Sure, sure. Like, you know, if any, you yeah. know, kind of like if any. I love the setup of this team. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Those are. Those are very like things I don't really think like I don't think about it as far as like things that of course of course if you only have two point guards and one of them gets hurt it's probably not a good thing like no. <laughs> right <laughs> yes correct correct um but I, yeah I, it's a fun team to watch I'm I'm enjoying watching it uh so far and tonight even furthered the belief that you know what what is our buddy Mo Egger always say, Dave? Be good or be interesting. Be good or be interesting. Uh, or be both. And yeah. right now, this team's both. Like they're yeah, good you, and they're interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think there's I, the the fun part too is there's I think there's still like a lot of growth. Yes. That that can happen. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's also going to be some, some speed bumps, but like there's, whether it's individually or collectively, like this is not a team that I think we're watching going like these guys are like playing way above board, like way over their skis. Like this is going to fall off at some point. Like I'm not, I don't feel that. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's. You're, you're, they're not going to score ninety a night. They're not. They're not, not going to make twenty threes one game and then make thirteen, you know, the next or whatever, right. whatever that number was. But like, it's not like we're watching like a bunch of guys that we have a pretty good idea of what they are, and they're just playing out of their freaking minds. Because um, then you'd be like, well, that's not. That's not repeatable for much longer. Right. I mean, like. CJ Frederick's essentially done nothing offensively for two weeks. Except hit threes and like quick bunches, which is honestly what this team, like for this team, that's invaluable. Right. That's what I mean. Like he, they're doing, they're playing great. And he hasn't like, I'm not sure he's been, you know, out like as good as we think he can be. I think Seamus probably feels the same way. Like, he probably feels like I can, you know, I can play better. I can, you know, contribute more in whatever way he he feels that way. And yet they're still, you know, they have just right now they have a lot of a lot of options to go to. And we're seeing what we've talked about in the preseason. This is a team that every night it's going to, you know, Dan had 26, 25, 26, whatever. And then he had six. And it wasn't like, like a death knell. Like you know, the the guy if the guy that that you need to score twenty six only scores six the next night, then your offense is going to fall off. And the night he scored twenty six, they had ninety, and the night he scored six, they had eighty nine. Yeah. And there, there's just uh, one of the things I kind of like noted mentally. Um, 
we talk about that a lot from game to game, but tonight it was like half to half. Right. Um, you know, uh, I'll go over it real quick. Like Vic had 12 in the first half. Uh, CMOS had eight in the first half. And, and those were your two leading guys. And then in the second half, CJ had 11. And then everybody else essentially had between three and six. And it totaled up to 49 second half points. One guy in double figure. One. In a half, they scored 49 points. Yeah. I'd love to know. When in UC history that's happened, where you score 49 and a half and only one, and, and it wasn't it wasn't like CJ went off for like 27 and they scored 49. He had 11. He barely yeah. scored in double digits, and it all happened in that like seven minute stretch where they scored 30. He had 11 of them. He didn't score again, and they still scored 49 points and a half with nobody else above six. What? How does that work? How does the math on that work? I don't think, well, maybe uh guessing part of it is Georgia Tech not great on the defensive end. Of course, but I'm just <laughs> like I'm not look, like I said, Georgia right. Tech is, is is not good. Like yeah. they're they're uh one of the lower tier but this is like this is were... so much less about the opponent and to me more right. about the way you see us playing because God, I mean yes. Even the even the Nick days, how many times were we considerably better than a team? And it was a eleven point win that was not close, but like never in doubt. But it yeah. was just like we should have beat this team by twenty five. And in one half they would have had forty one, which were like, oh damn, for mixing. And then the, yeah, in the other half they'd have like twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> And they'd Instead, win, they'd win 67 55. Right. And we would be like, oh, comfortable. They they beat the spread. Like, you know, it is what it is. Um so but yeah. uh, that's an interesting, it's an interesting point. Uh what a blessing it was for Newman to get hurt early. That's never no. Let's not do that. But we're seeing the John Newman that I that I that I saw going into last season mm -hmm. that I said was <laughs> going to be right up there with David Julius and Landers Nolly for like most important best player on the team. And then he gets hurt on night one and that team was missing something. What they were missing was John Newman. What this team is benefiting from is a very, very good John Newman. Um, Lambing, I, I did want to get to this. The first half they could have gotten down because of all the fouling and not being able to pull away. I commend them for, for what happened because I know everybody was mad at the refs in the first half. And that, that's what happens when you get a, a lopsided whistle. There were a couple calls I didn't agree with, but they were fouling a shit ton in the first half. Don't foul. Stop fouling. But yeah, if you don't want refs to call fouls, don't foul. Right. If they don't just I mean, call, I mean, most of the time, they're not just calling things, you know, for the sake right. of they're they're not getting and, paid, paid on the whistle. And guess what? 
when you foul a lot, like they did in the first half, there's going to be a couple that you're like, oh, the referee screwed us on that one. Uh, yeah, but guess what? You were at 18 fouls with, with 11 minutes to go in the first half or whatever it was. Like, you fouled too much in the first half, and Georgia Tech scored – 32 points in the first half, 14 of them were at the free throw line. Why couldn't Cincinnati pull away? Because they fouled a shit ton. Well, and because the, the there's no flow in the game. Like you're just, you're constantly walking the ball up against a set right. defense. And, right. you know. Guess how many free throws they had in the second half, Dave? One. Yep. Really? One. They were one for one. Georgia Tech was one for one. They shot 18 free throws in the first half. In the second half, they shot one. Guess what happened in the second half, Dave? I would they guess found the, a rhythm. The tempo of the game increased. Right. They found a rhythm. They got up and down. They made shots and, and they pulled away. So yeah, you're you're exactly right, Lambig. And I I wanted to get to that and I hadn't yet, but thank you a million times over for getting to that because it was one of my key points of the game was they fouled too much in the first half and and credit to Georgia tech. They were, they were playing downhill. They were attacking and they were, they were causing creating contact. Um, and then the second half, they, they stopped fouling. Now the interesting part going forward, Dave, is how much less this team fouls as they learn to play with disease because they don't have to. No, you don't. I mean, you're always going to guard the ball hard, but you don't feel like you have to force a guy a certain yeah. direction. And, you know, you're, you know, no one wants to, no one's going to mentally be like, I'm going to let my guy get by me because Aziz is back there. Like, that's not a thing that's going to happen because Wes will not, I imagine he wouldn't tolerate sure. that. Because if you but turned around and said, coach, it's okay. I'm not going to guard my guys hard because I know Aziz. I got Aziz like, back there, right? He'd be like, "Go sit down." Um, <laughs> so that's not the case. But yes, you don't have to probably extend as far. Like you don't have to right. be in a guy's face. Maybe if he's not a shooter at the three point line, like you can play back a little bit. You're not putting yourself in a position to foul, you know, because you're feel like you have to guard the ball much harder than you would if you didn't have some rim protection. And as we talked about, you don't have to be 12 feet away on the closeout. You only got to be eight feet away. So when you close out, you're there, and he has a harder time going around you because you're not off balance and, you know, making a big leap. Um, I, just, right, I, mean, I, got, I, I just got to say, like, 93 people in this in this live thing at 12.09 in the morning. It's, it's pretty it's pretty hilarious to me. Did you see what we have Monday? No. There's like, I think we topped out at 320. On the BBP? On the night, yeah, on the night Aziz got eligible and we had less. <laughs> I think we topped out. At oh, like yeah. Well, yeah, I figured with Wes, Wes being on there. Yeah, he helped out a little bit. He helps a bit, right? Just you know, it was nice. It was it's nice. not your it's not your guys' ugly mugs. We know that. Right. No, Wes is much more like well, Royer, you know, Royer's he's young still. 
you know, yeah. uh, it'll catch up to him in time. But <laughs> it's like half our age. Right. Uh, I do think we might have a, a good BBP guest for Monday, too. So, you know, sometimes you, you get an AD. Sometimes you get an AD on Monday nights. Sometimes you get a coach. Sometimes. Oh, hey, now. You know, I'm just little nuggets, little a little sprinkle, sprinkle, drip, drip, if you will. Um, she said, thank just you for this content. None, I of the, didn't... none of the guests. That's... Well, sometimes it's timing. Timing is timing is sometimes really important. They probably don't want well, to talk to me anyway. <laughs> how about this, Dave? We might go, we might go head coach, athletic director, one of the greatest players to ever play for the program in three weeks on the BBP. That's a tough look for you. There you go. Which program? Football or basketball? Basketball. Oh, basketball. A, a guy that right. might be uh, filling in on the radio. Oh. That might be the new one of the new radio voices. He might. Be That's all right. I'll, I'll uh, get. I'll get. I'll get my guy uh, December twentieth. We're, we're yeah, like we we we're, we're going to be okay on on this podcast. Like, December twentieth. December twenty first. Yeah, we're going to be all right. Um, but do you have anything else about basketball that you want to discuss uh, at this? No, point because time? I've talked about a game I didn't see one second of for an hour. So I, I, I think that's pretty, <laughs> well, pr- pretty impressive in and of itself. Like 40 minutes. You like, you missed the first like 15, 12, barely. 15. No, not even that many. No. Okay. Well, you did a great job. Well, Hey, that's what you pay. One me of the reasons I have you here is your ability to speak for 50 minutes on a game you didn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna time stamp it uh <laughs> oh crap where is it hold on give me a second oh come on man i had it pulled up and then i had to do something else and now it's gone uh this timestamp brought to you by turtles brew uh, I just don't know where it went. It disappeared. It vanished on me. And that's not great. Um, damn it. You don't know that the, the always, turtles through timestamp it's, by it's heart always by in the you? same spot. It's always in the same spot, and it's not try a turtles brew, the only zero sugar, zero carb, gluten free, bourbon infused tea that helps save the sea turtles. Visit www.turtlesbrew.com for more info and locations. Flavors uh, lemonade, tea, strawberry mint, cherry lime, raspberry peach, orange, vanilla. Uh, they're in Toledo, they're in Columbus, uh, they're expanding throughout Ohio, uh, over a hundred locations now, and you go to turtlesbrew.com for more information and locations. I don't know how it got misplaced in there, but it got misplaced in there somewhere. Professional content creator, by the way. Uh, that's what we do. Yeah. Professional. <laughs> that was that was a line you dropped earlier in the show, so I thought it was I know well, that's that I was, deserve that, a, that one. It was an excellent callback. Yeah, I deserve that one. <laughs> Professional content creator, I deserve that one. Uh, it just got lost in the email chain. Uh, the problem with that one is there's literally like 50 emails in that chain, and uh, I couldn't find it. 
because I'm an idiot. You need to copy uh, and paste all of them into a Word doc so you just have them all on one sheet, and then you. Just well, yeah, but I've I've never had a problem finding it before until tonight. Still doesn't mean oh. that you shouldn't do that. I know you're Instead of going right. through four different emails to read four different ad reads or whatever. Well, I mean, I just have them. I pull them up. They're right here in order. <laughs> uh, this time, I just I couldn't find the one that had the ad read. Uh, I do have the ad read for Team Ticker as we get to football uh, and start talking about the Bearcats uh, game on Saturday. Team Ticker is a one-of-a-kind sports sign for Bearcat fans. If you're looking for the perfect Christmas present for your favorite Bearcat fan, a man cave, uh, a she shed, uh, a gift for that special Bearcat fan, go to teamticker.com. Pick up your team ticker today. Also great for dorm rooms. They are live uh, in every suite in Fifth Third Arena. You can see mine right here. I've got the C-Paul. Aaron has the the Bearcat. And $50 off. Not today. If you go to teamticker.com and enter the code Black Friday. So... 50 bucks off. It's a great present. I, you couldn't find a better present for your Bearcat fan than Team Ticker. So go get that and uh, rock it out. All right, Dave. Um, Saturday, maybe I've I've never, ever in my life wanted a noon game oh. more than I wanted a noon game Saturday. I mean, I devastated. I I don't like noon games. I don't want anything to do with noon games. I wish noon games were abolished from college sports. But I wanted a noon game on Saturday more than anything I could ever have imagined in my life. So, so much. And instead, is it, have we heard 7 or 7.30? Oh, 7.30. 7.30, as late as humanly Even that extra little half hour they got us. So, good luck getting home before midnight. Dave, is there is there a is there a path? I don't I I've been very high on Kansas all year. I love Lance Leopold's offense. It is creative. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't feel like who the pieces and the parts are. They just plug a new guy in and 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 it's still uh outstanding. Devin Neal uh, if they have, if, if Cincinnati has had the problems that they have had stopping uh, opponents' uh, offenses over the past month outside of Houston, I, I don't, I, I, I don't see. I'll, I'll get in trouble for this. I'll get yelled at. I, I, I don't see a path to victory against this Kansas team unless they are just deflated from being eliminated from the the Big Twelve race and they just played Kansas State. And their season, they're going to a bowl. And I don't know what winning Saturday really does for them. But looking at these two teams and where we are at in week 13, I don't see a path to victory. Well, I mean, there's two things I would point to. The first being, like, their defense is not great. Um, So, you know, UC could certainly have some some offensive offensive success Saturday 
And and two is I don't know the status of I tried to look that up earlier while we were on here. I could not find anything definitively like on the status of Jason Bean, their normal starting quarterback. Um, so the other th- the other thing could be just that the the if he doesn't play, then the other this is named Chase Ballard, Chase Bullard. I could be totally getting that wrong. Um, I think Ballard. Just you know, he could still just not have a very you know. Very, I don't think he played very well against Kansas State. It was a lot of Devin Neal and their running game, which is which is very very good. And and you know, so I I would lean towards those two reasons as to why. Cole Ballard. Cole, Cole Ballard. Ballard. Um, as to why the Bearcats could win. Um, my biggest concern is just the amount of shifts and motion and just player movement and misdirection and bootlegs and rollouts and all sorts of stuff that they do offensively. You know, we saw it against West Virginia. Just such a hard time with the quarterback run game and what they then did off of that. I, Bean is an exceptional runner. He's exceptionally fast, especially for a quarterback. But if he doesn't, so if he doesn't play, that element is probably uh, reduced pretty greatly. But you know, last week we just had such a hard time handling that. I would be, I would be pretty worried that we're not going to be able to recognize all of those things that they try to do pre-snap. And we're going to just have guys out of position and and not where they're supposed to be, and, and give up give up a lot of stuff because of that. Like you are not... a college football, you are a college football junkie. Yeah. Is this one of the most fun offenses in college when it, football? When it's like, I think that's why everybody was so high on them this year. Was you got Jaden Daniels coming into the season? You got two really good backs. They're 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 fine at receiver. Like I don't think they have any NFL dudes, and I mean maybe they do, but it's not anything like wild. But it's just they don't have Jamar Chase. It's just all the different stuff they do, all the different looks they give you. Um, it just makes it very hard to be on your game every single play, where. You're not getting fooled by things. You're not drifting. You're not losing contain. You're they just do so much in that regard that eventually they're going to, to pop something on you. I, I'm just terrified. Like I, I like just, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge, huge Lance Lightfoot fan. Like I think every every open job right now should be trying to get him. I mean, winners win. The dude's won everywhere he's been. He won how many national championships in Division Three? <clears throat> um, he goes to Kansas when it's as big of a mess that college football has seen, right? In the last ten years, it was the and, worst job in 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 at least high major football, but one of the worst jobs in football. 
But one of the one of the jobs you always wanted to pick on NCAA football to build a team up from the bottom. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know anything about that, but he is he has certainly done that. I mean, to not only be competitive, but to to win game like it's an an unbelievable coaching job. Like he is a true just football coach, like in yeah. every sense of the word, and like. Yeah, the, the way UC played last week cannot instill a ton of confidence that they're going to be able to handle what they throw at them offensively. Now, like I said, the defense is is very mediocre to very average. Like, and so UC could find success there, but I'm much more concerned at what the defense does. What are the what are the holes in their defense? Like, what are the things that UC can do? They've got because some good – I think UC can run the ball. They've got some pretty good DBs, but I, I don't think they're super athletic in the in the front seven. Um, it's just overall, it's just, you know, it's, it's fine, but we're still, like, as good as they've been, we're still talking Kansas. That's still a build for them. It's never – it's never going to be like a – a recruiting hotbed, so to speak. So they're not playing in like an LSU team that's just right. not having a good year, right. right? I think that's a fair, like LSU. Even when they're not having a good year, they're putting dudes on the field that are better than your dudes. Right? They're, <laughs> they're still uber athletic and massive and fast, and yeah, yeah. So you know. Um, let me uh, let's see. I mean, their defense is 67th in SP plus, so it's like in all the pack. Like, yeah. you can find some success against the 67th ranked defense. You know, you would hope at least. Um, yeah. UC's defense just has fallen off a damn cliff the second half of this year. Uh, whatever it is, teams have figured out. Like they figured I mean, they're, it out. They're down to seventy like, first defensively. Yeah. And this at one point, like, where's the run defense? Because it was top ten a month ago. Yeah. Going into Oklahoma State, they were a top ten run defense, and they have been destroyed. And uh, this is the this is the run offense I would want to face last. Uh, if my run defense was struggling, well, I mean, they ran like they they have, and you know, I think Coach Satterfield mentioned it. Like they did, they have gone up against two of the top five rushing teams in the country in West Virginia and UCF. Sure, and then Ollie Gordon, and the run defense was was quite good. You know, for the most part, outside of a couple Donovan they, Smith Smith runs, but like there's a there's a difference between being holding teams to a hundred yards rushing and allowing like almost 300 or 400. They give up 400 yards rushing last right. week. So there, yeah, you can still play better rushing offenses and not give up 300, 400 yards. Um, right. It hasn't just been that they faced right. Good rushing offenses. It's that they faced good rushing offenses and completely crumbled as a defense. It is both. Yeah. It is not one or the other. It is not, we've, we've been really good against the run, and we were holding teams to 100 yards, and we faced a really good rushing offense, 
and we gave up 210. It is we have been, yeah. we were really good against the run, and now we are getting our ass kicked up and down the field every possession. Almost it feels like. Yeah, I just I think there's uh, the um, you know, I would say a lack of athleticism in the front seven has been exposed. Yeah, you know, it just. Their, their roster is still built to blunt force trauma crappy AAC teams. And you're you're just not gonna do that at this level week in and week out. You know, I think that's one area that I've been disappointed with defensively is you know, the sack numbers aren't there, but it's like, yeah, because who are the who are the athletes, who are the twitchy dudes that are gonna beat a tackle one-on-one fast enough to get in the backfield. Like they were close a lot of times against West Virginia, but those close plays still resulted in completions down the field. Right. And I think we're just, we're just seeing that the way the roster was constructed previously um, worked in that setup. And it's, it's just not working in this setup. I mean, I'm, I'm not discounting anything those guys have done. I would never – there's nothing that they've done that I that I feel like I would say, like, yeah, they're not bringing their best effort. Um, I'm just – like, you're – you know, you're not going to get it done with, you know, on a down-in, down-out basis with that – I would, at least I don't think with that style of front seven. I mean, ultimately, Dave, this is, it, it comes down to, for me, if Cincinnati lets them get out in front early, oh, it's, yeah. it's going to be ugly. Yeah. If it's, they, can, they can get into their bag and they can do all their different stuff and and then, you, then you're just kind of chasing your tail. Yeah. I mean, they, they've got to score early. I don't even know that they have to score often per se, like, cause that's just not who this team is, but if it's 14 to three at the end of the first quarter, it's going to be a long night in the nip. Yeah. Like uh, it, it has to be, you have to be up 10, seven or, or at worst be down seven, three or 10, seven or like, and we've seen those go horribly wrong also. Uh, <laughs> don't get me wrong. But, like, if it's, again, if it's 14-3 to at the end of the first quarter, it, it like, it, it, it's it's going to be a brutal, painful senior night in Nippert Stadium. Like, I, I just don't see any way around that. Yeah, I, I would agree. So, if you if it is, if, if Jason Bean is not there, and it is their freshman quarterback, which... You know, he didn't he wasn't good enough against Kansas State, clearly, because that was a close game that, that Kansas State kind of played better. They were Kansas State was the better team. I think if you watch, you know the, if you watch some of that game, by the end it was like, okay, Kansas State is is the better team. Um, but I I just it's one of those things like this is what we do, right? Our, our job mentally is to find, as we talk about this, find the path to 
what is the path to UC winning this game? And I don't see Yeah, I mean, path. in the two games the quarterback has played, he's, you know, thrown three interceptions and one touchdown, and he's 20 for 36 for 286 yards total. I mean, against Texas right. Tech in the game – in the game they lost 16-13, he's 9 for 20 for 124 yards and an interception. Yeah. I mean, he's a it's little a better against downs. Yeah, he's it's a little better against Kansas State, but still through two picks. So it's basically uh the passing game is just an extension of the run game. Like it's 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 almost um Yeah, we're throwing like, it when we absolutely have to. Well, I mean it's it you might not agree with this, but it's almost like a like a triple option military school where they don't throw it, but it, instead of they do throw it, but they just do throw it as part of the running game. Like they're not going over the top, they're not trying to to beat you over the middle or down the seam. Like they're just you know getting it out to the backs, getting it out to you know quick hitters to the wide receivers and. <laughs> try to let them make plays in space or whatever the case may be. Um, but ultimately, like, he's not going to be back there in the pocket, you know, taking advantage of the three seconds he might have, four seconds he might have to find a guy pushing down the field. Well, yeah, I mean, he, so, he had 162 yards passing against Kansas State, and he hit one for 59 and and – one for 33. So he had 92 yards out of the 162 in two completions. Right. So that's good news if you're a Cincinnati fan because he's not going to be back there trying to beat you over the top. Which no. this defense has this... been historically frustrating. I don't I don't I'm not going to say they've been historically bad. Uh, but historically frustrating. I, I don't. I don't know of any defense I can remember here. Uh, stands like you know the end of the Tuberville era, where you just knew if, if the ball was going up over the top, it was going to be complete or a personal foul or, or a, a pass interference or whatever. Um, but I still like their their rush offense might be enough. They might put well, up yeah. another. Four- 150 yards rushing against this defense. And if they do if they do that, it doesn't matter how much they can pass the ball. Yeah. It, it, uh, it probably doesn't. I mean, they have you know, they're seven, they're seven and four and their losses are they got what well, pretty good at Texas. They lost by seven at Oklahoma State. They lost by three against Texas Tech, and they lost by four in a game they were winning a good deal of uh, against Kansas State. So, I mean, three of the top four teams in the conference beat them none by more than seven points. So, like, they're, you know, they rushed for 399 against UCF, won that game by 29, beat Oklahoma, beat Iowa State. You know, BYU. So they're good. They're yeah, a good. And in case you're team. wondering, and those they're... are all teams that Cincinnati lost to. Yeah, Iowa State, Oklahoma, <laughs> BYU. So I, 
I don't, I don't have a ton more to, no. to talk about yes. here. What's what? What are you going with? Oh, I'll go. Uh, I go thirty-one twenty. I think that sounds about right. I think you know, probably a late, a late Kansas touchdown pulls it away. You know, maybe, maybe it's uh, twenty-four fourteen going into the fourth quarter. Kansas scores a touchdown to make it 31-14 and then UC scores a touchdown to get it to 31-21 or you know what I mean like yeah I I just I I I unless they find a way to do the unthinkable and find themselves like they they get a pick six or like you you, yeah, I mean, you they go down get at, get after, get after this guy for some for some turnovers get some I mean he's been sacked five times in the last two games I mean can you get some sacks? Can you get a strip fumble? Like, they're going to have yeah. to create something defensively, right? Like, can you go down early and get up seven to three, and then you make them make a mistake, and all of a sudden you're up fourteen to three, and like you you have to figure out a way over two and a half quarters to hang on. That's the path to like. That's the only path to victory that I see. Find a way to make them make a mistake and you take advantage. Um, you know, that's, that's also been one of our biggest concerns about this team all season is that when the opponent has made a mistake, you see it's not taking advantage. And then next thing you know, uh, the, the opponent makes a mistake. You see, doesn't do anything with it. And then they go down on the next drive and it, a, a four point game becomes an 11 point game. And, you know, look, I will say this, Dave. I know this is not going to be popular. I know people are going to like, like, hiss and boo at me for this. <laughs> for Emory Jones' sake, I hope he can find a way to play really well and win this game. I like that kid, man. Like, I mean, they're all they're all Bearcats. I hope they all play well. Yeah, but he's and he's taking a lot of heat and rightfully so because in the middle of the season he he didn't play well. Like Lance, I was on with Lance, Lance and Rocky tonight, and they asked me like, "What's the legacy of Emory Jones at Cincinnati?" And the legacy of Emory Jones at Cincinnati is a guy that's that's been tough. He's gone out there and, and answered the bell, but ultimately, he hasn't done enough to get this team wins. And if you don't win, you're not going to be remembered well. Right. And I, I like I just I re, I have a ton of respect for the kid. Because he's never backed down. He's never like big timed us and been like, I'm not, you know, hey, can we talk to Emery today? And a lot, you know, in a tough situation and a losing season, kids he will say never, no. Like, he didn't pull no, Caleb Williams. Right. Like, you know, uh, so I have a an enormous amount of respect for who Emory Jones is as a human. He hasn't been good enough as a quarterback this year to get this team over the hump and that will ultimately define his legacy. But I would love to see him just rise up on senior day, his last college game. And like, like at least give himself like a, a lasting memory at Nippert stadium. Do I, do I think mm-hmm. it's, do I think it's reasonable to predict that? No. Am I going to predict that? No, but if it happens, 
I'm going to be really fucking happy for the kid. Grown-ass man now. Like, you know, he's, he's played a lot of college football. But, you know, it, it just sucks to see a guy that you have a lot of respect for professionally. Because that's what this is. They're getting paid now. Yeah. Kid, kid made a lot of money coming here. Professionally, he has handled himself, especially through a shitty season, he's handled himself incredibly well. And I would love to see him walk off the field on Saturday night, like like with a victory. Um, I just, with the way this defense has been, I don't know that he matters a ton in this equation. Because if they yeah. can't get stops, it doesn't matter if he plays well and gets you a lead, and then Kansas goes right down the field and takes it back. Yeah. It, will there be a Simone family tailgate? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we will. Uh, I'm sure we'll be discussing that tomorrow. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> sure what the status of everybody else is right now. I, you know. I I anticipate uh, being there. So. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. That's... We'll see. <laughs> Just like you. One time we wanted. Noon. I know every everybody was like wanting noon. Was... Yeah, and like I, you know, that you know, there there is a playoff game in this town happening at the same time. There think, is. Uh, yeah. No. Oh, what the, the, the what sport? The uh, footy ball team oh. is in the the FC like the in the the MLS semifinals. Got it. At seven thirty, I think, I think their start time is the exact same as the UC start time. So, uh, I don't. I. I. I'm not going to blame anybody that that goes to that game over the. Oh, I will. Game. I will because that's I that's ridiculous. Look, it's a team <laughs> playing for a championship, Dave. Okay. It's a team playing <laughs> for a championship. I don't agree with it. Like I, I'm not. You know, I don't have much love for that franchise based on experiences from <laughs> many moons ago. I, I do give them a shit ton of credit for being the best team in major league soccer this year. Uh, but it's going to impact what the stands look like because there is a team that's, that's playing really well. Kudos to them for getting it figured out. But um, sure. It's yeah. I, look, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be fair, Dave. I'm trying to be fair. Why? It's you know they don't pay any of our bills. It's my nature. Oh yeah, uh huh, yeah, (laughs) for sure, for sure. Uh, If there was a Simone family tailgate, the under over would have to be really high, right, to get you through this. I don't. I don't know. Or would it just be like you're just gonna casually? sip on a few beers and have a jello shot or two and head out at halftime because it, it got it got cold. Yeah, I mean that I I don't know how much tailgating I'll do. I'm I'm saying I'm gonna I'm, I will be at the game. Uh my, my, my uh yeah I'm not sure I'm gonna, you're gonna tailgate and leave? No I'm gonna you're gonna be a you're gonna be an Indiana fan? Not you're tailgate. tailgate and get the hell as, out as, not tailgate as much just more of a go to the game. Oh okay okay that's fair. Yeah, 
So you show up, you park in your spot, you drink two Cincy Lights, you have a Jello shot, then you go to the game. Could be something like that. Could be something like that. Okay. I don't hate you for that. I don't hate you for that. All right. Uh, I I don't. Uh, well, we we still have a an ad reader too to do. So uh, I will I will go back and I will try to find. Uh, uh, see, I found it this time. I had it on the on the read on the ready. That's a timestamp brought to you by our good friends at Turtles Brew. Zero carbs, zero sugar, gluten free, six percent ABV. Bourbon infused sweet tea. That's the part that Aaron forgot. Uh, lemonade tea, cherry lime, strawberry mint, raspberry peach, orange vanilla. There's over 100 locations now in Ohio. Go to turtlesbrew.com for more information and locations. A portion of the proceeds go to save the sea turtles. Who doesn't love sea turtles, Dave? I mean, I do. I get 200 characters to try and fit a read in for the scroll. Give me a break. <laughs> I, you know, you forgot a part. That, that when you do an ad read, you got to have all the parts. You forgot a part. I was saving um, the day. <laughs> Our final ad read of the night, Home Field Apparel, Black Friday Sale. Again, Code Black Friday, all caps, no spaces. Black Friday, 20% off. It's their biggest sale of the year. They have all of the best retro UC gear you could dream to, to find. Dave, did you see the pictures of those black Jumpman jerseys tonight? Not that I mean, you has them. I, but saw, I mean, I saw. It felt. It felt so right to see I, the guys. I, I certainly saw, you know, video of the game driving, driving yeah. home and yeah. and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it felt right. It felt right. Um, but Black Friday, twenty percent off. The sale ends November twenty sixth. It's the biggest discount they offer all year. Uh, items. Here's the important part. Items are subject to sell out. So if you want to get the joggers, the hoodies, the quarter zips, the the crew necks, whatever it is, the t-shirts. 20 how much percent off? 20% off. The 20% off the 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 bomber jacket. The bomber jacket, 20% off. There you go. It's it's their biggest sale of the year. The BCJ 23 only got you 15%. 20% off with this. They're the perfect gift for any sports fan in your life and if you're like dave look rachel's a bearcat fan but she's got other loyalties like you know you don't just have to buy you can get the uc stuff for yourself and then get the other stuff that they have on the website all the other teams that they have for your significant other uh i was for your for your favorite bearcat podcasters right you can get all of that for 20% off your entire order. Promo code Black Friday, all caps. Black Friday, all caps. And uh that'll that'll get you taken care of. Dave, what what are your your thoughts on the Big 12 this weekend? Because I, I guess they said there's a hundred and twenty-five 
126 options. Yeah, like 128, depending on. 128 uh, tiebreaker scenarios as this thing gets to the wire. If Texas beats Texas Tech, Texas is in. Right. And then who the hell knows what's going to happen with everybody else? And that's, well, I mean, I don't think it's that, like, Oklahoma State plays BYU at home. They're not losing that game. Yeah, if it was at BYU, maybe some crazy shit would happen. But I can't see a world where Oklahoma State loses to BYU. No, I, I just, I mean, I know they went and lost to UCF two weeks ago, and that was a, a big surprise. But, like, I'm just not seeing that them with an, with the opportunity to, to play in the championship with a win. I just, I I don't, I don't think anything crazy is going to happen. I think Texas wins. So, I think Oklahoma State wins. I think that's your championship game. Any any of the games like specifically like interest you as it might be like spoiler or like that. I, I guess that's the hard part though. Is like I I can't imagine Texas losing to Texas Tech. I can't imagine Oklahoma State losing to BYU. But if- no, they're, they're both playing at home. Texas is still playing for a shot to go to the playoff. Right. Um, yeah, I, it's, you know, Oklahoma State kind of sputtered through the first half against Houston and then hammered them in the second half. Yeah, I just, I think they're, both teams are much, I mean, BYU's playing a, a backup quarterback on the road, last game of the year. Their offense is not good. Like, I hate that team. Like, I have just no idea how they would win that game. <laughs> yeah. Saturday, what else are you like? I mean, oh, obviously, Ohio State, Michigan, for sure. Yeah. Um, have you seen some of the Ryan Day stuff? Not really. Uh, so apparently, Catapult is um, is the the business that teams use to store their their practice data. Yeah, like I know Catapult. Yeah, I know Catapult is. Yeah. Apparently, two of the higher ups at Catapult are former Ohio State uh, like staffers. staffers, and there's a rumor going around that Ryan Day has had access to. Uh, the back end of Catapult, where you can go and watch uh, other teams' practices. I love it. All the all the the more conspiracy theories, the better. Which will make <laughs> it even which will make it even worse for him if they were to lose again, because it's like not only is Jim Harbaugh not there, maybe you were had all their info and you couldn't even beat him <laughs> again. Like I'm because I, let's let's be honest, Dave. Let's be honest. If there is any morsel of truth to that, even the slightest morsel of truth to that, it is way worse than sending a guy to a game with his cell phone to film. If you have entire practices where you can just go through every play of practice and analyze it. I mean, it's not like the whole like, Advanced scouting in person, like that's an actual rule. You can't, you can't do that. But like, and this is what I've heard several people talk about. Like, 
and it's because everybody it's just understood everybody does it like like you don't think you have uc coaching staff you have josh step tight ends coach his brother is a coach at south carolina like you don't think right. if we had a crossover game that they would just casually talk about the like <laughs> right so it right. happens but like which would you ra- like which would you rather have the the Connor Stallion suing the bleachers with a camera phone or catapult with or, every play. Or, the, or the supposed other coaches that have been sharing info where it's already broken yeah. down where it's like these are what their signs mean like of course you'd rather have that but it, but that's not against the rules because you kind of know everybody does it anyway and there's nothing you can really do to keep a coach from talking to another coach that just maybe they're just buddies or whatever um but i'm i'm for poor brothers i'm just for the most absurd things possible like i saw on message board genius today that ryan day is taking the texas a&m job (laughs) according to uh the texas Texas a&m person on on texas ags uh i I just want i want insanity i want conspiracy theories i never want the story to die like it's it's great theater i'm here for all the walmart t-shirt ohio state fans who were all holier than thou a week ago our coach would never to just go down in shambles i root for that just general correct (laughs) absolutely but no i mean there's uh Friday night, you got the Texas game, and then you also got Oregon, Oregon State. Looking forward to watching that one. Um, there's not a like, there's not a great three thirty game. So like, if if the weather is pretty good, you can get out there tailgate. It's not going to be like super cold. Well, could be sunny. Uh, so all in all, end of November, like, could be way worse, man. We've been to some. ECU at Paul Brown Stadium. That game was gross. Um, there's been some uh, some much worse game conditions than I think what we're going to get on Saturday. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> G is calling Aaron a hippie. You kept, me, you kept me here till almost 1 a.m. So, yeah. I mean, you know. It was a fun show. We had a good time. We did. So go get some sleep and get up in the morning and make your lasagna for Thanksgiving. That's right. (laughs) That's going to wrap it up. Thanks to Aaron for popping in and uh, talking about the Bearcats whipping Georgia Tech's ass. And uh, thanks to Dave for uh, being, you know, the wonderful human that Dave is. We'll see you next time. We might see you on Friday night. Uh, for three keys. Uh, we'll see how it goes. That's the podcast. We'll see you right here very soon. Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy the time with your family tomorrow. Uh, we appreciate you all and love you to death. That's the BCJ podcast presented by the Holy Grail right here on Bearcat Journal. <laughs>